Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Well, it's interesting because that band was the first band that ever made me realize, like, holy cow, you could you could distort the bass and make it sound like a guitar, but also like a whole different instrument kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and 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 um, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's like. I'm a total geek at heart, like music guy, as far as like equipment and just doing stuff. And like, um, as far as bass now, it's like so crazy how far it's, it's come. And it's not just like what it used to be. And these guys, there's guys out there. There's like a band right now. It's these two young guys and they do stuff on bass. It's just mind blowing. But, um, but anyways, um, so John, yeah, hit me up about that. And, um, we started doing that and that was fun. We did it for a while, played a bunch of shows. We actually went to Arizona a couple of times um it was always hit with like some people either loved it or they absolutely hated it you know what i mean that, that's just there was no in between you know what i mean and it was cool because we had support i remember like drew coming down and john scott coming down to see us at times like you know and and just just to come to see us you know what i mean it was cool that people like kind of picked up on it um actually we got asked to be on a compilation out of new york from um what's his name sam McFeeters was doing a label at the time called I want to say thermal form. Anyways, we right. did a compilation, like the man is a bastard guys and stuff. And he did us up if we wanted to be on it. it. It never came through, but he was interested enough and liked about it and heard about it. So it was cool. And we did a demo and it was fun. Um, it just kind of stopped going. I don't know exactly why. I don't remember why. I think at that time, um, I also started doing a band with Mario from uh, 411 and Click Attack, Ikatawi, right before he did Click Attack. Um, out of Vista, and um, I would drive down there and do that. So as Freebase fell apart, I was doing that with Mario, and um, we played for a couple, eh, about a year and a half. It was cool. We played a handful of shows, but then um, he started to doing a thing with the guys from Heroin, which turned into Click Attack, and that just got him really busy. Where it stopped. It was cool because it was a, uh, that band was more like a post-hardcore band. It was like a, a band called Slint. Barry, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. Was that band Ashes Dust? Yeah, it was called Ashes Dust. Yeah, because we played together. We did, didn't we? We Nice, yeah. We we played at Cheap Guys, which is the Voodoo Glow Skulls uh, record place. Yes, I remember. That's, I think, one of the two shows that maybe we played. We were supposed to play the next day in um, San Diego, and something happened with one of the members. We couldn't play. I don't remember what happened, but. Um, yeah, and I remember that was like our big because everyone had heard of us up here because we were from down there, but we never played up here. And then that was our first, like, okay, we're gonna play up here. And you know, I don't remember how the response was, but I remember feeling really good doing it. And then I loved playing because we played in San Diego, 
but we never really played in Orange County. So so much about yeah. free base to me, like looking back and even then, like you guys were ahead of your time just doing this sort of industrial type thing that was like very big sounding. And I mean, you know, you guys would play shows and play what, eight, ten songs with a programmed drum machine. And yeah, it was yeah. I mean that it was it was pretty amazing. So I guess my question is so you mentioned that you didn't know why things kind of fell off and broke up, but was there ever a plan to maybe go beyond the demo and do like a twelve inch or something? Was that You know, we, we just I don't know if we were really I mean, I think we were oh yeah. So we were gonna do I think a seven inch. And it was gonna be on workshed. But then um, I think Dan decided to do the next project, which was um, Mission Impossible. Gotcha. So Mission Impossible came out, and then he was focusing on that, and then we were supposed to come out too, but then everything kind of fell apart with us, and it just never kind of happened. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, out of its time, I don't know. I mean, I think it was just, you know, it, it was something, that, I think it was a great something that happened. Um there were other bands that we played with a lot that were outside of the hardcore realm. One band is called Babyland, which are actually around. They're like a big industrial band um, that are still around crazy. I saw them recently, like on a YouTube video. Um, but we would play with them, and we, they, they was weird. They would find these like warehouses, and they put shows on, and they had like big oil drums and saws and computers, and like everything was sequenced and programmed. And so we would do that too. And then we play, you know, hardcore shows. So we've kind of bounced back and forth and have like different people and different genres and whatever. Was that the easiest band you'd say you ever did? Cause it's just you and John and the drum machine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really simple and really easy because you know, we've been friends for so long and you know, as, as a band, you know, you have so many different personalities in it and sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't. And with John, it was just simple. Like when we would go, when we go to Arizona, we would just, you know, we'd get a little minivan, put all our gear in it, and we're gone. Like it was super simple. There was no, you know, just the two of us, and it was good. How did like ashes? No, 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 like in ashes dust. In ashes dust, we had three guitar players. Yep. Myself, and then you know, so that was a bigger band and a lot more personalities. And I think part of why it didn't stick together was um, some of the personalities in it. Um, not that we ever fought or anything, but I think just different people had different visions and on what it was supposed to be, you know? And so I was always just kind of long for the ride and happy to be in it, you know, but yeah. How did Chicano Christ happen? So that was, I, I, to be honest, would say I had nothing to do with it other than they hit me up and they're like, Hey dude, you got to play bass. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Like, and so I guess Mario was coming up and staying at the fat house, um, regularly for 411 practice. And then him and Juan became really good friends. And obviously Kevin was there. And I, the story that I had heard was they were sitting around joking about, it would be funny if Econochrist, if the Econochrist twist on it with the Chicanochrist, and they're all like, you know, Cholo guys. And, and, um, and we just write these really fast songs. So they wrote all the music and they called me. They're like, we got a bunch of songs. Come down and practice. I think we practiced like once, maybe twice. And then went in the studio and recorded everything. And I was like, I still was like, once we got to the studio, I, I, I remember going and got, do I know these songs? Like, you know what I mean? But we, we nailed them really quick. It was fun. And then we played one show in Irvine. And it was supposed to be us and Rage Against the Machine. And then the cops broke it up after our set. Yes. So then Rage never got to play. Yeah. 
And it was, it was, it was hilarious. It was fun. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be like a, anything other than what it was. And it was just fun. A bunch of friends playing together and we switched instruments. I think Ron played bass on some songs and I think Mario played guitar and drums. I like you switch with Kevin. So you guys would purposely, as I remember, tune your guitars terribly. Like I, I just, I, I remember like Mario just like start before you guys started playing this. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like, like, and, and then you guys, oh, yeah. That, that show was crazy because it was in someone's garage and it was so packed. Yep. And I remember it just being being nuts. And, um, yeah, it was the only time I ever played. But it was fun. And it was cool just being, you know, it was nothing that was like a real band and we were friends. It just happened to be fun. And that was, you know. And didn't that big. show, you um, guys playing, you guys kind of just showed up? Because I remember I came up to that show because I came up because I was like, oh, Mission Impossible and Rage are playing. And then I walked up. And then you guys are out front, and you came up, and you're all, yeah, man. Chicano Christ, we're playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember how we got on that or if we just showed up. <laughs> I just remember uh, getting the call. and like, dude, you got to be in Irvine. We're playing tonight. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? We showed up. Unfortunately, we got to play. So whoever was there and actually got to see that, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I always look to see if there's any footage of that anywhere, but I've never seen it. See, that's the thing. I shot that show, and I have no idea where that tape is, where <laughs> any yeah. of that is. Um, hmm. You bring up, you bring up a good. Now, how? Now, you brought up Ashes Dust. How did you get in that again? I, I did you did you mention how that kind of happened? So I yeah. So the freebase thing kind of was falling apart, and then four one one had ended. And I think that's what happened. They got back to her or whatever and kind of just went their own ways. Then Mario was living in Vista. And just a random phone call one day, Mario called me. He's like, hey, listen, um, we just got rid of our bass player. And I don't know if you'd be into it. But it was obviously before the internet. He's like, I'm going to mail you a tape and, and listen to it. And if you like it, then we'd really like you to play bass. So obviously, like a week and a half later, I get the tape. I listened to it. It was awesome. And I was like, it's so different than, it was heavy, but really melodic, and um, a lot of, like, really, you know, bring it down to, like, where it's clean, and then bring it back up kind of stuff, and um, I was really into it. So I learned the songs, and then I was going to come down for practice, <clears throat> and the couple days before, he goes, oh, by the way, we just got rid of our singer, too. I was like, oh, Okay. All right, he's like, but I got a guy in mind, it's going to be perfect, and I was like, all right, so I came down, and... When I got down there, the, the singer, the new guy that was going to, you know, come in was there too. And he had happened to be friends with uh, Mario for a long time and had been in bands with him when he was a kid, like really, really young. His name was, I think, Mark Hossetter. He was like a skater guy. So, um, yeah, he called me. We practiced once and that was it. And then um, we did that for like a year and a half. I'd drive down to Vista like three times a week and we would practice and we played like i said in san diego and stuff and it was cool we recorded a couple times we did a couple different compilations and then um wanted to do i think we wanted to release something but like i said it just ended up falling apart just you know conflicting personalities and like i said um the next band that mario did was click attack and that was huge that was a great band and you know it took up all his time so i wish i would have known the whole putting something out situation. Cause I was just starting ringside records at that, at that point. And mm -hmm. like, I would have done it. Cause I yeah. remember when Mario did click Attack, I remember talking to someone and being like, wow, I wonder if they would maybe want to do a seven inch, but I mean, they were, 
they were on like another level, and I was like, yeah, there was no yeah, way. Were, yeah, yeah. At that time, that that San Diego scene and stuff, and those bands that kept coming out of there were like amazing, and right. he was just an incredible drummer, anyway. So yeah, yeah. It's like he's so one of those guys. Well, well, see, you 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 brought up something that I wanted to ask you about. So you're totally self self taught at at the base, right? Like, but yeah, oh yeah, oh, but yeah. you play. It seems to me fairly intricately and fairly intricate stuff. And I remember Ashes Dust wasn't wasn't three chord punk or whatever. I mean, Ashes Dust was a no, yeah. was that was musicians. And so my question is, you get a tape like that in the mail. How do you like like is there any nervousness like how am I going to figure this out like it, it, like did you have to meet with the guys oh, beforehand yeah. can you play it all by ear like what's your process for something like like that I, there isn't I, I honestly like it was just more about um and to this day I'm the same way like am I am I playing this right or, you know I I've never really like my, my daughter plays double like the stand up bass the double bass and guitar and can read sheet music like sight music and read it and be like I can't do that like you know I, I can hear it and figure it out and sometimes it takes me a while and you know but and that was what it was and a lot of times like with them which was cool is we would just jam it out and we would just jam and to the point that we would honestly sometimes practice in the in the dark and we built a studio at Mark's house and we shut all the lights off and oh, we wow. had like six minute songs and we would just play like like in in the dark and it was just weird but um it was cool. It was, the chemistry was good. Like, like when we would play and jam, it was it was great. It was just unfortunately sometimes, like I said, the personality sometimes weren't a hundred percent, and that's kind of makes it not fun, you know. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, as far as the three bass sub being like, I, you know, this is how I kind of want it to go, and then after that, it's more just kind of figuring out what goes and doesn't go. Like even to this day, like I hear it, like when I'm writing stuff or, or doing music now, it's like, well, that doesn't sound right, and. Maybe it doesn't technically go together, but if it sounds good to me, then I'll just kind of go with it. 